Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call, did write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of Darth Tax Evader to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is fractal wrongness. We talked about fractal wrongness previously, a few episodes ago. I can't remember the exact context. Something Trump said. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Something was so wrong. (laughs) Yeah, at every level. Yeah. Yeah. And this is from a a computer science student in the kind of early 2000s, a guy called Kun Wu Lee, who wrote a lexicon of computing. And he said, fractal wrongness is the state of being wrong at every conceivable scale of resolution. That is, from a distance, a fractally wrong person's worldview is incorrect. And furthermore, if you zoom in on any small part of that person's worldview, that part is just as wrong as the whole worldview. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. That's what this is, basically. It's when a, an argument is so wrong on so right. many levels. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if you kind of, if you think, all right, well, I need to just kind of back away from it and look at it like the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. No, that's yeah. completely wrong. But then you right. take any individual detail and you think, no, that's also wrong. It's also just wrong. <laughs> so our, our bit where, where we throw people uh, a bit of a line and say, well, you know, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't even do that because you can't no, get no. far enough away. To, to see it and the further you get away the more it begins to look <laughs> yeah. like the death star yeah, yeah. <laughs> and enough, the, yeah what i find is in this one the response to someone saying something so fractally wrong is is usually okay so first of all because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. before you really address the point that they're trying to make you have to address some of the yeah. inaccuracies or yeah wrong things yeah you've got to kind of zoom out from to beyond the solar system yeah. and go, right, okay, now just we're working within this framework, <laughs> which is wrong. And so what you're saying in that context, fine, okay, we've worked out where you are. Now let's address the particular point that you're making in, yes, in the, yeah. in the world of wrong. Yeah. So our first example from Trump comes from when he was talking to Sean Hannity about the national debt. And this was when he'd been president for about nine months. The country, we took it over at owed 20 trillion. As you know, the last eight years, they borrowed more than it did in the whole history of our country. So they borrowed more than $10 trillion, right? And yet we picked up 5.2 trillion just in the stock market, possibly picked up the whole thing in terms of the first nine months, in terms of value. So you could say in one sense, we're really uh, increasing values and maybe in a sense, we're reducing debt, but we're very honored by it. And we're very, very happy with what's happening on Wall Street. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can't say any of that. You can't no. say that, that by the stock market going up, you're increasing value or, or, or reducing, reducing debt. debt. Yeah. As apart from any of that, <laughs> Obama that, yeah. didn't borrow 10 trillion, no. over 10 trillion. Or more than had or had ever been borrowed in the history of time. Yeah, yeah. under under Obama in those eight years, the uh, national debt grew by eight point around eight point six trillion, right? Which was high, mm-hmm. admittedly. Yeah. So it grew from around eleven and a half to around twenty. Do we, um, do we know what happened under Trump? 
Well, we do because he and remember he was only in for four years yeah. instead of Obama's eight, but it grew yeah. six point seven trillion under Trump in the four in the in, in the four okay. years. Okay. So significantly more. That's a bit like yeah, uh, <laughs> a bit like when you when you look at the different packs of of goods like raspberries. I was doing that this morning. When you look at raspberries, you get, there's two hundred grams or whatever that is, six ounces, and then for a certain price, and then you get another one which is almost twice as much. Uh-huh. But not quite, <laughs> and it's and you stand there and you can't work out. Nah, what's going to get then, the calculator out? Yeah, yeah. Hand, <laughs> handily sometimes they put this equates to, you know, thirteen dollars sixty seven per pound or something like that. You know, the equivalent of that. Uh-huh. So it's a bit like that with Trump. You kind of go, hang on a minute. So he did eight <laughs> trillion in eight years, and you did six, six yeah, yeah. in four years. Six point seven in four years. Yeah, so it's not as bad as Obama, <laughs> but it's worse than Obama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but apart from that, <laughs> apart from the fact, apart from yeah. the fact that he got that the numbers wrong, wrong, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and suggested that Obama was much worse than he was. I mean, this was in 2017, so we couldn't. He couldn't have predicted how bad he would be. Everybody else could, but he was also yeah. saying that yeah. that because the, the stock market had gone up. Since and he's not even talking about since he took office, just since he was elected. So, like oh. from the November when Obama was still in charge, right? Because yeah. the stock market grew, that somehow writes off the paid back debt. the national yeah. debt, which is yeah. not how any of that works. It's not. No, those things are not connected or well, fungible. Except in, in except in Trump's head, where all money is his money, yeah, and all debt is somebody else's problem. Yeah, so, so, but there isn't yeah. there there isn't a way of looking at the stuff he said that makes it right. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a bit like the twisted, kind of uh, self-torturous things that senators or MPs over here have to go through in order to defend the current position of Trump, normally or mm-hmm. Johnson. There's kind of there's, you think there's no there's no conceivable way. That what you're doing looks right in order to, for you to, to come out with this strangulated, you know, tied in knots. Uh, an escapologist would be frightened by the shapes that you're pulling to, in order to make to justify what you're saying. You just kind of go, well, no, you're it's all it's all kinds of wrong. It's every <laughs> kind of wrong. It's wrong on so many <laughs> levels. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. our second Trump example is when he was at a rally and talking about voter ID. We believe that only American citizens should vote in American elections. Which is why the time has come for voter ID, like everything else. Voter ID. You know, if you go out and you want to buy groceries, you need a picture on a card. You need ID. You go out and you want to buy anything, you need ID and you need your picture. In this country, the only time you don't need it, in many cases, is when you want to vote for a president, when you want to vote for a senator, when you want to vote for a governor or a congressman. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's crazy it's that madness. anyone would believe 
that a word is you true. said. Yeah. <laughs> that bit was the only time when you want to go out when you have to in many cases. Well, yeah, the only time in many cases. cases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that you don't need ID is when you're voting. Yeah. It's, yes, yeah. Like you don't you need it if you're buying gas or gum uh-huh. or anything beginning with G tickets to the movies so, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah guns except guns yeah. in some except cases guns in some yeah. cases in many cases <laughs> in many some cases, cases. <laughs> yeah then you need an ID but it doesn't matter you could have any old ID it doesn't matter but you don't yeah. need a background check so that's that's fine yeah so the idea that voter ID is the solution to the almost non-existent problem voter of fraud. voter fraud yeah. Yeah, yeah, is is wrong. The idea that voter fraud is a problem is wrong. Mm. The fact that you need ID to buy groceries is wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the idea that anyone doesn't believe that only American citizens should vote in American elections is wrong. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like exactly. the, the, we believe this, therefore we need to do something different because it's not not working right happening. now. It is, it is working. Now. Yeah, yeah, you know, and there, and what we need to do is voter ID, and we need to do it because, vote because you need ID for everything else. Yeah, yeah, none of that is accurate and doesn't address the um, problems with requiring voter ID or at least photographic no, ID. And, and none of it follows. None of it no. is is it's not an accumulative truth. You know, happening there. He's not stacking up the, you know, the the rock solid premises and then lead to the inevitable conclusion that therefore. We're going to have to introduce voter ID yeah. to counter voter fraud, which stops the likes of him getting in. Well, this yeah. time didn't last time work perfectly <laughs> in his favour, except there wasn't any. Even though he, <laughs> even though he won, he was looking for it, and that's yeah. that's that's the other. Now we uh, have found crazy. a few examples of Republicans. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Voting yeah. more than one state yeah. or voting yeah. twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, increasing Biden's majority. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So when I look for examples, uh, unlike unlike, uh, Mark, I actually put some proper time and effort into it. I don't just kind of (laughs) look at any old nonsense that happens (laughs) happened happened. along in the last couple of days. And string it Um, into some (laughs) sentence that might or might not be. Yeah. But this one from Don Jr., happened just yesterday it just this, fell that was wrong on so many levels into my lap <laughs> right and it is such a wonderful example it is um okay so it's a tweet from don jr yeah what he does is he quotes the Nicki minaj tweet about her cousin in trinidad Right. Uh, it says, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding, etc. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he quotes <laughs> that that old tweet from Nicki Minaj from September. Right. Uh, and links to a New York, New York Post article mm-hmm. that says, man's agonizing penile pain is yeah. found to be rare side effect of COVID. And and yeah. said, and this is the sentence that Donald Trump Jr. puts with those two. Right. It it seems Nicki Minaj is the science and not Fauci. Okay. So, so if if that sentence yeah. made sense, yeah, it might. Yeah. It I I think what he was going for, yeah, was that you can trust Nicki Minaj for science and, stuff and not instead Fauci. of Anthony Fauci because there are two random events. Yeah. yeah. Presumably, he thinks that the New York Post article kind of somehow proves Nicki Minaj's point. Yeah, which surely can only work if 
if that man's agonising penile agony was the same man whose testicular agony... I mean, you could argue... You you could argue it could be evidence in favour of the kind of side effect she was talking about. If... Yeah. Yeah. If it was a swollen testicle instead of penis pain. There you go, yes. And also, yes. if it was anything to do with the vaccination, because the article is about someone who who got a blood clot in his dick after getting COVID. Yes. So it's not even the vaccine. The vaccine, no. It's not the vaccine, it's not his testicles. <laughs> it And it doesn't, none of it it's fits all, together it's to, r- to make the point on, he's trying to make. so many levels, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also if you read the article yeah. oh, right. it is the your post yeah it is about a, a, the fact that this kind of thing is very rare and probably was because this man had a rare blood clotting disease right and yeah. and blood clots are a rare side effect of getting covid not of the yeah. vaccine yeah. but but it kind of was combined in this individual with right. with his predisposition to to blood clots and it also it's just a kind of suggestion that it might have been because of the covid because it was just a few weeks after he tested positive for covid it's not necessarily because of the covid this guy was prone to blood clots anyway it might have just happened at the same time anyway yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah so it does even the headline man's agonizing penile pain is found to be rare side effect isn't isn't true if you read the article the head that it, it's actually is kind of maybe suggested possibly to be rare side yeah. effects of covid but it, yeah be. even yeah. even if it was definitely it still wasn't the vaccine it still wasn't his testicles and it still yeah. doesn't prove Nicki minaj is better scientist than anthony fauci and now is the time i think for mark's british politics corner would it were the case that our politicians could be as succinctly batty in in uh, conglomerating all of the the wrongness in one place, but they kind of don't do that because they're a little bit I don't, I don't know devious, stupid, stupid, stupid. They're a bit more stupid <laughs> is is what I'm grasping for. More so, stupid than Don Junior. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are they though? Yeah, yeah, or well, as, as, maybe, as. Well, yeah, and uh, and Don Jr. is an MP, isn't a mem- True. Yeah, yeah. We're, not many of the people that are involved in this story are either. Well, no, they are, but they're just they're too busy concentrating on this to actually do any MPing. So this is the Tory party's party gate, which is ongoing. Uh, a party was held on May the 20th, 2020. It was the revelation, uh, which is, this is five days after the one that was dismissed as a work event when photos appeared of a large gathering in the garden of number 10. Now, hang on. Is this the one that was just before Prince Philip's funeral? Or no. was this a different one? This is a different one. This, is, a, this okay. is the one that was at the end of that hot week in May. And and it isn't the one that they that the press secretary was running a rehearsal press conference about right uh, for for the december so was, this, one. was this the one with the email yeah saying bring your own oh, okay right exactly. it's really difficult to keep all of the i know all of the lockdown parties yeah and yet you need a spreadsheet basically you do, you do. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we could spend 37 billion pounds 
getting somebody to make one. It like wouldn't be it wouldn't be big enough. They'd fall off the end they of, the, of Excel. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, this one was five days after the work event one, which had a large gathering of people in numbers garden number ten where there's cheese and wine and no laptops and that's how we know it's a work gathering mm-hmm. we also know there was a party on the 20th of may because principal private secretary to boris johnson martin reynolds sent that email to more than 100 staff as sky news reported on monday january the 10th the email says hi all after what has been an incredibly busy period it would be nice to make the most of the lovely weather and have some socially distant drinks in the number 10 garden this evening please join us from 6 p.m and Bring your own booze. 40 people gathered in the garden that evening eating picnic food and drinking. Crucially, they included the Prime Minister and his wife. Mr Cummings claims that he and at least one other special advisor said this seemed to be against the Covid rules and should not happen. We were ignored, says Mr Cummings. So here's the first piles of wrong. <laughs> that um, May the 20th, date of this, May 2020. Um, we're in lockdown. We're in full lockdown. You're not allowed to gather. With, if, can you gather with two people? You're not get allowed to gather with more than one other person, socially distanced, it, 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 outside, just outside, anywhere, in your own garden, in a park, anything. People were getting arrested for sitting either end of a park bench, things like that. Students were getting arrested and fined and sent down from college for having gatherings of three or four other students in their rooms during this period all right so that's and crucially boris is there and dominic cummings um the the villain our uh, steve bannon <laughs> had warned them apparently in one of his blogs he's warned them and said yep you can't do that nothing less than you know the, the optics a little bit could be against the rules probably is shouldn't do it so he was asked about this. Boris was asked about it on uh, the same day, and he said this. Did you and Carrie attend the Downing Street party that was organised by Martin Reynolds on the 20th of May? All, all that, as you know, is the subject of a, uh, a proper uh, investigation by Sue Gray. So have you already been interviewed by Sue Gray? And if not, do you object to her questioning you again about this? Uh, all that is subject for an interview, for an investigation by Sue Gray. Cause, so it's so wrong, it's laughable. There he is laughing. Uh, Sue Gray, by the way, is a senior civil servant, former director general of propriety and ethics in the cabinet office and was appointed by Boris to investigate and whose findings he can choose whether to act on after Simon Case recused himself because he himself held a drinks party over Christmas in 2020. The previous cabinet guy. So, right, which we talked about before. Okay, so on the next day, Tuesday, 11th of January, Angela Rayner, Deputy Labour Leader, asks an emergency question about it in the House of Commons, and Boris is not in attendance because he didn't want to answer any questions despite having no official engagements on that day. Wednesday, the 12th of January, Boris pops up before Prime Minister's question times and apologises. When I went into that garden just after six on the 20th of May 2020 to thank groups of staff before going back into my office 25 minutes later to continue working. I believed implicitly that this was a work event. But, Mr Speaker, with hindsight, I should have sent everyone back inside. I should have found some other way to thank them. And I should have recognised that, even if it could be said technically to fall within the guidance, there would be millions and millions of people 
who simply would not see it that way, people who suffered terribly, people who were forbidden from meeting loved ones at all, inside or outside. And to them and to this house, I offer my heartfelt apologies. Wow. You could, you could tell he's sincere because of the way the, that, the cadence goes up at the end of each sentence. <laughs> you're, you're, so, he's definitely not reading anything. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's I, I shouldn't have done it, but it was okay. It's, it's te- just, e- yeah, it, e- even, even if it was technically okay. If it okay, was okay, uh, it it's o- obviously the, the stupid masses are going to think it wasn't okay. Yeah. That's basically what he's so saying. That's why I'm apologising right now. And let's <laughs> say no more about it and move on. Yes. So it's that, yes. So yes, there was a party. I did go, but I didn't know it was a party. And even if I did, and it yeah. was okay and I was only there for 25 minutes. Yeah, the optics <laughs> were bad. And it, and I implicitly, I understood it was a work event. Okay. However, on the following day, Boris cancels the public engagement to go to a vaccination centre because a member of his family is self-isolating, apparently. Mm-hmm. So on then on Friday, Downing Street apologises to the Queen, to the Queen, for events in Downing Street on April 2021 which, according to the original report in the Telegraph, included people drinking and dancing to music and one attendee being sent shopping with a suitcase to fill with bottles of wine. (laughs) They apologised because this occurred the night before the Queen was forced by the COVID rules in place to sit by herself at her husband's funeral, her husband of 73 years' funeral at St George's Chapel in Windsor. Yeah, I mean, if there's one person... Who who literally could have said, "Fuck that! I'm having my family everywhere, all, all yeah. around me." It's, it's her. the fucking queen. Nobody yes. could possibly have done anything about it. No, because she a she's the queen. Her. B she's mar- been married <laughs> to the Duke of Edinburgh for seventy three years. You know, to put up with the Duke of Edinburgh for seventy three years, Jesus Christ, yeah. deserves our <laughs> sympathy. But yeah, you know, no sitting there all on her own. And uh, and whilst the night before, Tesco's on the Strand is being ransacked of its wine by somebody wheeling a, a suitcase. A fucking suitcase. Yeah. And apparently uh, a, a fridge had been delivered earlier the same day to put this wine in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so remember that Dominic Cummings said that he told Boris he shouldn't do it? Well, on January the 18th, Boris tells Sky News this... I can tell you categorically, categorically, that nobody told me and nobody nobody said that uh, this was something that was against the rules, that was a breach of the of the COVID rules, that we were doing something that wasn't a a work event. Because, uh, frankly, I don't think uh, I can't imagine why on earth it would have gone ahead or why it would have been allowed uh, to go ahead. Well, I can. Because you're in charge of it. Yeah. So basically, I, you see, I think what's happened is that people have been led to use the fallacy of accent, which we've covered before, and they've concentrated on the no one told me, meaning I am pleading stupidity rather than immoral mendacity. I didn't know it was against the rules rather than I wasn't informed about this in the way that Cummings implies I was, because if I had, I could be accused of misleading Parliament which is a reasonable so, offence. So you're saying that his defence, he's defending himself against having claimed 
having coming Cummings claimed that he was warned. Right. So and he's saying no, nobody told me. But the first time he said I wasn't warned, he's he's doing the other one, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. he said I wasn't warned, yeah. he's still saying. You know, how could I possibly have known this wine and cheese get-together yeah. was, was, was not a business yeah. meeting? <laughs> I think um, Beth Rigby, the interviewer that's conducted the interview, we've uh, just heard one of the answers from uh, from Sky News, does have a nice counter for this fallacy. The idea that you walked into the garden, there's 40 people there, the tables are laid out with food and drink and there's alcohol yeah. being served in the middle of a lockdown and you think that's a work event, that is just ludicrous, isn't it? You are just taking the mickey out of the British people by no, suggesting I, well, I, that. I, I, look, I, I, you know how silly that sounds, don't you? I think what people need to do is wait and see what the, the report says. But I, I repeat my, my deep apologies to people for mistakes that uh, may have been made on my watch. And, but you see that and, that looks ridiculous. Well, it, in, indeed it does. And <laughs> on the following day... Wednesday, January the 19th, Prime Minister's question, yesterday, Labour leader Keir Starmer agreed. If the Prime Minister's new defence were true, it requires him to suggest that his staff are not being truthful when they say they warned him about the party. It requires the Prime Minister to expect us to believe that whilst every other person who was invited on the 20th of May to the party was told it was a social occasion, he alone was told it was a work meeting. It also requires us, requires the Prime Minister to ask us to accept that as as he waded through the empty bottles and platters of sandwiches, he didn't realise it was a party. Does the Prime Minister realise how ridiculous that sounds? Normally at the beginning of this thing we kind of come up with also known as. So I think this, the fractal wrongness, can also be called when you're in a hole, stop digging. (laughs) It's it's that kind of... So it's so wrong, because even the excuses that he's piling on, if if you look at them with the forensic eye of a qualified lawyer like (laughs) Keir Starmer, he says, okay, so, all right, so let's assume what you're saying there is true. This requires us to believe these three other things... Which so it the thing about fractal wrongness is that you know it, if you tell a lie you have to, to compound the thing. Yeah, I mean his on, his, his defence against us thinking he's a a cold mendacious asshole is yeah. no, I'm not. I'm just completely it's stupid. Stupid, exactly. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am incompetent. And I, when it comes I, yeah. to even noticing <laughs> exactly. a party going yeah. on so at that, my house, the, the fact, yeah. <laughs> The only way to prove that I am fit to continue in this office of Prime Minister is to show how unfit I am <laughs> to be, to, at that time, to be in office. And, you know, he keep, keeps pointing out that he's responsible for everything that went on during that time until such time as he's found not to be responsible, <laughs> at which point he'll go, you see, I told you I wasn't responsible. So, and to end this section, in the tradition of comic, comedic callbacks, as well as the best gag of the day yesterday in Prime Minister's question, here's Keir Starmer again. I expect people to listen to the Prime Minister. I certainly don't want the leader of the opposition shouted down. You might not like the day, but this is the day that we've got. Keir Starmer. <laughs> Mr Speaker, I see, I see the very noise. I'm sure the Chief Whip has told them to bring their own booze. <laughs> He absolutely loved it. It kind of pity. I think he stole it off the cover of Private Eye, actually. So, you know, bring your own booze, as in boo. 
like that. And he just he even allowed himself a wink at at um, <laughs> Boris Johnson because I think they must have a kind of behind the scenes. I suspect they have a competition about who can crack the best gags. And I think he just kind of trumped him with that one. But yeah, so you know there will be more. Obviously, we're we're all waiting with bated breath. For the Sue, Sue well, there'll be more, port. more, more excuses, or more parties, or both. More, more, <laughs> both, both, both. Yeah, definitely <laughs> both. Well, Dominic Cummings, whose blog I read the last over the last month's blogs. God, don't, don't, don't go there. But they're interesting, you know. But he, he's he, even he is saying, yeah, forget about the fifteenth. Look at the twentieth, and if nothing happens, there are more pictures to come out. So I suspect he's got all the bloody pictures, oh, yeah. or somebody has, that, or you know, the the person and the email that he says was sent by him and another special advisor saying, "Do not have this thing. Don't do it." Has been passed on to Sue Gray for the report. So when Boris said, "I didn't get told not to do it." Well, he did, because there is an email now going to him saying, don't do this, because he's, yeah. So it's the, the worst crime of uh, nobody told me in the in the sense that mm-hmm. uh, I I wasn't, I haven't misinformed the House about whether I was told or not. That's the one that's going to come out, I'm sure. Uh, somebody quipped today that Sue Gray is a new colour from, uh, you know, colour manufacturers, Farrow and Ball. It means it's a shade of grey that when it gets spread so thinly, it looks like a whitewash. (laughs) Don't go outside unless there's cheese and wine. Everybody knows when you smirk at your line. Such a child to say sorry to the palace. It makes us so wild when you use a fallacy. You gotta find some kind of wild fallacy. You gotta find some kind of wild fallacy. Of course, the Beastie Boys there with the theme that was played on that Christmas party at number 10 <laughs> Downing Street. You've got to fight for your right to party. Fight for your right to have a business meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To work event. Yeah. <laughs> in the fallacy in the wild, we'd like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective. And our first example this week comes from Independence Day. Yay. And this is uh, when um, David Levinson, the Jeff Goldblum character, is, is has a solution to their their alien problem. Just like they used our satellites against us, we can use their own signal against them. If we plant a virus into that mother ship, it's going to then filter down into all the corresponding ships below. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Just how exactly do we infect the mother ship with this virus? We're, uh, we're going to uh, have to um, fly their alien craft out of our atmosphere and dock with it. We can enter here. Uh, as shown in the satellite photos, we then upload the virus. We then set off some kind of uh, explosion, which will disable it, and that'll disorient the smaller ships below. And that could buy it, I think, at least some time to uh, to take them take them out, take them down, do your do your stuff. 
<laughs> it's kind of like one of those flow charts. It's got on the thing. It's got you know input, and then a big cloud that says, and stuff happens. <laughs> do you do you, do you stuff? <laughs> yeah, and then on the other end we get mission accomplished. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So yeah, there's a few things wrong with the plan. I mean, not in the film. The film it works perfectly in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the cold light <laughs> in... of day, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh... yeah, yeah, well. you see, you don't. It's not whether you could; it's whether you should. Yeah, you haven't stopped yeah. to think about whether you should. Yeah. So it's not really explained. There, there are some. If you get like the Blu-ray or something, is there's some deleted scenes that kind of help to explain it a bit. Well, there's, there's other bits where he's sitting around the yeah. table going, okay, <laughs> let me talk you through it one more time. <laughs> if you're only watching the film, which would be reasonable, certainly yeah. in 1996, before Blu-ray was invented, yeah. that you kind of wonder how this guy, this satellite engineer, can write a computer virus yeah. on his on his mid-90s Mac that yeah. he can then not only... Um, kind of yeah connect to the alien yeah. mothership yeah but also upload in the in the in, in their alien computer language system. yeah yeah that that will then cause explosions yeah on you know how and on given, the mothership given that it's a mac you know it's gonna just go well i'm I don't, sorry you, I mean, you I, can't upload that virus to this yeah. version of Mojave. Yeah. Are there computer viruses that cause explosions as well? And oh, oh, no, all computer viruses <laughs> cause, cause explosions oh, uh, in oh, the okay. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I think that's a given. I think he's operating <laughs> on that premise. Yeah, and the yeah. idea that it would then cause the other ships, the non-mother ships, to yeah. not be functional is based yeah. on the fact that they appear to be communicating between each other. That's all. There's not there's That's not it. been an it's not been established that they can't cope without the mothership. And that they're communicating in such a way that a computer virus would, would Yeah, a vi- a computer how would a computer virus propagate through the kind of signals that even if there's some kind of remote control thing going on, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that they would yeah. either not have autonomy or be in be affected by the virus or by explosions or whatever. Basically, it's a, it's a denial of service to AT and T. Really, that's what they're saying, isn't it? That's yeah for alien telecom telephony. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm, I'm not at all convinced when he says we can enter <laughs> here based on the satellite photos. Where are these satellites pointing? Yeah. The the the, the mothership is far away. Is yeah. Just kind of in low Earth orbit. Yeah. What. What what satellites, Earth satellites, that point up? Yeah, there needs to be yeah. a satellite that is in low Earth orbit pointing upwards to see yeah. the bottom of the mothership, frankly, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't seem plausible. No. There's there's just so many things that don't it's, make sense about right, it. It's, that, is it. It's wrong. On, do you know what that, that is? That is wrong yeah. on all kinds of levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. But yeah, and you can kind of tell that... The even just listening to the audio, the eyes of the generals surrounding him are widening because yeah, yeah. he just kind of goes, "Yeah, yeah." Then, <laughs> then, then, what will happen? Like a massive clown will arrive and smash <laughs> two elephants together, and sausages will fly out and explode the aliens. And they're just, what did, did you just hear? What I heard? I don't know. Did something about clowns and sausages? Yeah, yeah. Just say that again, will you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is. What you could remember is this film was only one year after the Sandra Bullock film The Net. True. Yeah. Which was yeah. 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 
mean, yeah. that and and to be fair, the film Hackers, which there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was that the level of understanding the at the time yeah. of uploading of virus computers. Right. <laughs> Whenever you get, because you get a nice graphical user interface whenever you introduce a virus onto a mainframe you know onto somebody else's oh yeah computer, it always says virus USB, uploaded, it says virus uploaded. <laughs> and then you get you know the little blue bar that kind of go all the you know yeah exactly because there's you introduce the countdown you know it's that kind of it's uh-huh. the disarming the bomb on the back of a moving truck anyone anyone who builds an operating system has to yeah. build that in so yeah, that yeah. when you're uploading so a virus to the operating it, system it, it knows yeah. what you're doing yeah. Yeah. and it says okay or cancel yeah <laughs> okay, yeah oh yeah no i'm okay with that just carry on yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> these days it would get it would put up a whole bunch of pictures and it would say please <laughs> identify all the hydrants uh-huh. to prove to prove that you're not an alien <laughs> yeah 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 and you go oh my god what does a hydrant look like on an alien world <laughs> i don't know are they green well, i don't know <laughs> click them click them all click them all so <laughs> our second example is uh green bay packers quarterback aaron Rodgers' approach to uh vaccination <laughs> um, right. and immunization because he in um november of last year mm. he he got covid and okay. uh that's that kind of nothing that surprising about that people in the nfl have been have been testing positive for covid pretty much all year and it's been really disruptive to my fantasy team uh, it's been very, very annoying. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. It's yeah. not a money I mean, They don't guarantee. think about the real victims in this. No, no. Um, they just yeah. go gung-ho, turn up yeah, at a just, nightclub, yeah. hang around with sneezing people. Yeah. yeah. You know. But but Rogers had said uh, to the to reporters earlier in the year that, that when they asked, you know, are you vaccinated? What's your stance on vaccination? He said, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm immunised. Mm-hmm. And, and had apparently tried to convince the NFL that he was immunised without right. having been vaccinated based on the fact that he was he had basically worked with holistic doctors and homeopaths and other people I thought you were to... gonna, I thought you were going to say <laughs> healer <laughs> I, I mean basically yeah <laughs> yeah to yeah. to build up his antibodies oh, okay. u- using homeopathy Okay, which, the, the building up his sense of conviction that he had been vaccinated. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is not how homeopathy works, and homeopathy doesn't even work. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's the fractal wrongness just yeah. there. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So he's doing homeopathy wrong, and yeah. and <laughs> then he's and, trying and, to use it instead of vaccination and trying to convince the NFL that, that done, they a, should... That he's done homeopathy <laughs> right, uh-huh. and B, that homeopathy will, is, is pretty much vaccination. Yeah. So he was, yep. he was classed as unvaccinated by the NFL, and, and, Fair enough, uh, yeah. and he requested kind of um, a, a, a review of that, and they Can went, I no. a second opinion? I'm willing to take a second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they basically yeah. went, no, no, there is no evidence that any of that is anything. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. yeah, but people do homeopathy wrong it is a weird thing i mean again doing homeopathy right isn't a thing does it isn't <laughs> does it, it doesn't yeah, do anything yeah so you might as well do but, it wrong but <laughs> yeah. but you can still get that wrong in 2014 there was a a recall of homeopathic remedies made by a company called terra medica uh, right. it was recalled by the fda because they were found to contain actual medicine 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so they were properly doing homeopathy wrong. They were, I was about to say, can you do it so wrong so wrong that it becomes right? It becomes medicine. Well, yeah, Arguably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you gave this to the right people with the right illnesses, it might have helped. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it had actual medicine in it. Was it, the home, was it the homeopathic society that banned them or recorded no it was it was the fda because they had uh penicillin and um or derivatives of penicillin in the supposed homeopathic things which but you know people can be allergic to penicillin and Uh, will not know exactly that they're taking it so that's why they they recalled it i mean it's not by any means the only time it's happened. In 2016, the FDA reported that there were some um, homeopathic teething gels and tablets for babies that right. had not been diluted properly in the sense that there was still stuff in right. there, right. which probably killed 10 children oh. and, and caused seizures, seizures, fever and vomiting in more than 400 others. And they contained wow. elevated levels of belladonna, which is from Deadly right, Nightshade. Yeah. Yes, yes. Which, again, you know, homeopaths who who get rid of all the stuff that might once have been near their stuff yeah. use, theoretically, that kind of thing. Um, but because yeah. it doesn't actually end up containing any of it, no kind big deal. Of, it just looks Arguably. good on the label. Yeah. yeah. It, it leaves the shape that once was occupied by something that resembled belladonna. Yeah. So you can do a yeah. thing that isn't right in the first place and you can still do it wrong <laughs> even then two wrongs don't make a right. no. two wrongs don't make a right wronger mm, yeah. and wronger wronger and wronger yes and uh, and our final example comes from terence howard the um actor from empire i believe he was in and he was Rhodes in the first iron man oh um, yep 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 and he has some interesting ideas Mm-hmm. about maths and various other things. Right. Um, he yeah. was interviewed by Rolling Stone in 2017 and he told them about a thing that he's apparently been thinking about for a long time, for like since he was in college. Oh, okay. Which is that one times one isn't one, it's two. This is his theory on, oh, oh, okay. on maths. I was going to say it isn't, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. He says if one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one, but we're told it's two and that cannot be. Is the square root of two two? No. 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 It's not It's not two. We're not told who's, it's two. Who's telling him that it's two? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that kind of falls to the ground there then? Immediately, immediately falls apart. And all of the things he's basing his ideas on are wrong. And then the ideas that he comes out with in the end are wrong. It's just, but I mean, this is a thing he calls teriology uh, from, because from his name, Terence. Oh, okay. Which which is not just about one times one equaling two, which it fucking doesn't. Um, yeah. But also about the fact that there are no straight lines like anywhere. Everything okay. is curves. Every, basically, everything is waves somehow. Therefore, right. yeah. waves are curved and therefore everything is curved. So therefore, there are no straight lines. So you can't have platonic solids. They don't exist. So Pythagoras is all wrong. And, and bubbles, why are they, why are they spheres? 
Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. No, they're just squares. Yeah, they might as well be. They could be triangles. Yep. They could be. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I thought when I read some of this stuff, and right. I saw an interview with him on a red carpet where he started talking about this. Oh my God. Uh, on, I think it was the Emmys red carpet. No wonder he isn't in the next Iron Man. That's what you thought. Yeah. I honestly, I, I, I was, I felt really sorry for him. I thought maybe he'd had a, like a mental breakdown or, or something. Yeah. But uh, no, apparently he's this like is winning at the end. This yeah. is just how this is him. This is what he thinks about stuff. Wow. He's just a nutter. Wow. So <laughs> he's not even a. He's not a kind of a logician like. Was, no, but he, was... but he, rec- he reckons he is. This is kind of very, oh, very okay. Dunning-Kruger stuff. He, he, is, he thinks right. he has understood this better than mathematicians, than, than, you know, yeah. than literally everyone who's teaching maths at any level. <laughs> yeah. he, thinks, yeah. <laughs> he thinks he has yeah. understood this fundamental thing about yeah. really basic, like about whether if you only have one one... You there's there's yeah. one of them or two of them. That's what he's misunderstanding. Wow! And if, what he's doing is kind of he's he's got the whole what he thinks he's understand what he thinks he's understanding is quantum theory, <laughs> and and the work by Kurt Gödel, who was a logician who did stuff about natural numbers, and he kind of looked at actually the 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 system of numbers can't prove itself to be true. That was his conclusion. Mm. Having having read Girdle Ishbark when I was doing philosophy <laughs> at university, I think Bertrand that, Russell would would beg to differ on that. I think you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. He, I think many people. He wrote a significant <laughs> piece on yes. on numbers proving themselves, essentially. And yeah, yeah. yeah. But so obviously, Terence Howard hasn't read, read, <laughs> read either of them. Hasn't read the basis of philosophy, <laughs> but, you know, the philosophical yeah. philosophical stuff of logic. Yeah, but yeah, he does wow. he, it, on on Terence Howard's uh, Twitter and um, in other places. You can you can look it up. I'll link it in the show notes. He yeah. has got kind of extended explanations of why one times one equals two and one times zero equals one and things like that. And and he's just oh, okay. every bit of it is wrong. Every single he's just not grasp the the. The, the essence of bid mass, has he? He hasn't got He's just doing it all wrong. You know, do the brackets first, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's so basic. <laughs> when, brilliant. when all, when all you need to say to multiply something by zero is, okay, you've got, you've got an apple here. That's one apple. If you had yep. no apples, if you had zero of them, how many yeah. apples would you have? <laughs> I'm like, it's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, so, yes. <laughs> he still thinks it's one. Oh, that's so good. Isn't yeah. It? So is he? Is he in receipt of therapy? I mean, he's not or, been working a lot, but that's supposedly right. <laughs> because he's been focusing on this because he reckons. Oh, okay. He's so yeah, yeah. insightful about it that he said mm. this is the last generation. That will be taught that one times one equals one because he is gonna which which this one, one which, the, the current generation okay. in in like being taught it now by you know actual qualified Pre-school. mathematicians, yeah. Because um, oh, okay. you know because once he's okay. through with not just school teachers, no. Once he's yeah. through with uh, society, everyone will, everyone mm. will know then that yeah. one times yeah. one equals two. Oh no! I mean, the whole of NASA and um, so, you know, yeah, there's a lot goes, riding on it. He, 
<laughs> Van Gogh's Elon's trip to Mars, uh-huh. that's it. He's going, oh, no, I'm going to have to take two of everything now. You know, it's going to be the Ark, yeah. Elon's Ark. It's, oh, no. It's pretty amazing. That's, that's, that's wrong on all sorts of levels. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to play fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody. As well as anybody. Yes, it's time for Fake News, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real, and one, usually I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. Well, hello. <laughs> OK, bit of a clue there. But before we start on averages and who's scoring what, we should look again at the validity of numbers themselves. See, on the one hand, if we count backwards on that hand from 10, like it goes 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... And then on the other hand, I have five fingers, which so six and five is 11. And I clearly do not have 11 fingers. So the whole validity of numbers, whether they're fractions or anything, completely out the window. I'm with him. I think if, yeah, if you get Terence held on the scoring system, I Terrence. think you could be doing better than you are currently. If you add up all of uh, the zeros you got. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they would count for one. Multiply them and, by the number of times you got zero. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be doing very well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably better than the number of times you've played, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yes, ultimately, because you've got a one, happen, it? Surely you've got a you've you've had yeah. you've scored one point forty two times. So yeah. that's forty three. So somehow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because one of those is is actually two. The second one, two is at not le- easily. At one, least one is of them. one is two. Possibly. Yeah. At least of one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it's a bit <laughs> exactly. So I've actually <laughs> scored at least eighty-six out of forty-three. Yeah, it's a rip-off. I tell you, it's a rip-off. So it reminds me of the, the Infinite Hotel thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the that the grasp of in, the Infinite Hotel is that if you get if, if the you stay in the Infinite Hotel, there's an infinite number of rooms. Somebody arrives, even though all the rooms are occupied. Somebody arrives for a room. So what they do is move everyone in an odd number up one room which leaves the, the spare room down at one, and he goes into there. Yeah. That's what in, infinity is. Infinity, well, pl- infinity plus one... It's still infinity. It's infinity. Yeah. 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 It's, just a, infinity, it's just a larger it's infinity. infinity. plus one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and that cannot be. So, as I, yeah. as I said, usually <laughs> I, I make up these. I'm intrigued. Do go on. But uh, you've been on a bit of a roll recently. You've done very well. Right. And uh, and one of our me. listeners oh. has stepped up. Oh, wicked! And thinks maybe they can go up against you. Aha! Bring it on! So this is from Kendall Ivory. Uh, thanks very much, Kendall, for these. And he has come up with a made-up one and two real quotes. Yeah, yeah. These are uh, basically kind of non-answers that Trump <laughs> has given in in interviews. Uh, the first one is in an interview with Sean Hannity where Sean asked why he should be re-elected. Uh, he said, I think it's very clear that I've done more than any president in the first four years and really, if you think about it, I did more in 47 months than Joe Biden did in 47 years selling pillows and mattresses. Biden slept for 40 years and woke up being the vice president before dozing back off. OK. Mm-hmm. Number two is yep. uh, with Chris Wallace. It was talking about uh, Trump saying that children were being taught in school to hate America. He says, uh, and Chris was like, where'd you get that from? Trump said, I just look at school. I watch, I read, look at the stuff. Now they want to change 1492, Columbus discovered America. 
we grew up, you grew up, we all did. That's what we all learned. Now they want to make it the 1619 project. Where did that come from? What does it represent? I don't even know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's because that's what they want to do. Right? Uh-huh. They want to replace that with the... What? Okay. And statement number three, mm-hmm. this is from uh, an NPR interview with Steve Inskeep where he was asked why Trump's lawyers claimed that there wasn't any fraud when they were actually in court uh, and it's about right. the election. He said, it was too early to ask for fraud and talk about fraud. Rudy said that because of the fact it was very early with the... because that was obviously at a very, very... that was a long time ago. The things that have found out have more than bore out what people thought and what people felt and what people found. Okay. Well, that one sounds very Trump because he goes off at one and tries to grasp for the right right word. That was very early with the because it was obviously a very, very... That was a long time ago. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I look at school, I watch, I read, I look at stuff. That sounds quite Trumpy too. They all do, damn it. Okay. The Sleepy Joe thing, is that the is that the basis of, or the just the extrapolation of Sleepy Joe? Very clear. Okay. Right. Okay, I'm going to plump for the one that I think. Okay, I I think number three is the one that was made up. Okay, so of the other two, which are you more convinced by? I'm more convinced by number two. I look at school, the 1619, 1492. It's a kind of a, you know, doing away with Christmas type. Trump type thing. Okay, so. Which makes it all the more reason because it's convincingly made up. Oh. Number two yep. is. Yeah. Yeah. Real. I look at school, I watch, I read, look at the stuff. Now they want to change. 1492, Columbus discovered America. You know, we grew up, you grew up, we all did. That's what we learned. Now they want to make it the 1619 project. Where did that come from? What does it represent? I don't even know. <laughs> I just look at school. Yeah, I just look at school. I just look at school. That, I've got, you know, that's I, how you I, know. I can no longer, <laughs> I can no longer go in the playground because there's some kind of, you know, some kind of ban on me doing that. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you I know watch, if uh, I read if if something is going on at school. You just look at school. Just look at school, and you watch and you read. It's a bit like those are kind of the words when we were at school, and we would have television programs played to us in school. I don't know whether you did, but we did. <laughs> when you look at school, those kind of things, I watch, I read. Uh-huh. They're the kind of the level of the programmes that we would yeah. watch. Look at, know, <laughs> look at the stuff. Look at the stuff. Exactly. <laughs> look at the stuff. I mean, you know, if he needed to have watched a lot more Sesame Street when he grew up. He could have, you know, identified some of the stuff as not being like the other one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay. so he's mm-hmm. just intellectually incurious. He doesn't. He doesn't know where the 1619 project yeah. came from. Can't be bothered to look on Wikipedia. No. And he thinks that that's replacing the 1492. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, you know. And he doesn't even do in 1492. Columbus sailed the ocean. Didn't even do that bit. Didn't even do that. Uh-huh. So you know, we grew up. You grew up. 
So he's we all did. just he's yeah. distinguishing himself from <laughs> we we grew up well you did. We all did. Uh-huh. Some of us didn't. Mr. Trump, some of us didn't graduate from kindergarten, Mr. Trump. Yeah, that's what we learned. Well, you didn't. Obviously, you didn't because you forgot it. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, you also think that number one is real? And number I, one... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is? It's fake news. Oh, nice work. Bugger. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's really very good. Now, I think that the yeah. selling the pillows and mattresses is a reference to kind of sending mattresses instead of armaments to right. to allies. <laughs> okay. Because they were talking about that kind of around the, the, the whole Ukraine thing when he was saying, you know, I was gonna, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. going to um, send stuff to, to Ukraine and, and Biden did the same thing or Obama did the same yeah. thing. But, um, but, yeah, the Sleepy Joe thing also helps there. Yeah, and I was ta- I was taken in by that. That's a proper Trump thing to go. Yeah, forty seven of these, forty seven of those. You know, that's nice work. Hey, good. Damn you, you bust. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So I was yeah. So that moment of because that was obviously a very very long time ago. Yeah, no, that's, like that's triple gag. It it does look like a very Trumpy type thing because it is. Yeah, it is. Trump. It is a very Trumpy type of thing. It is Trump. Uh, it was too early to ask for fraud and to talk about fraud. Rudy said that because of the fact it was very early, with the, because that was obviously at a very, very – that was a long time ago. The things that have found out have more than bore out what people thought and what people felt and what people found. <laughs> so, so, okay, wait a minute. So the things <laughs> that have found out uh-huh. have more than bore out what people found. Yeah. So the things they've found have borne out, out what they found more, more so, yeah, more, yeah, more than, than what they found. Yeah. So the things they found is more than what they found. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't think that that was real. <laughs> <laughs> Why did so, what a um, fool I was? Yeah. This was this was an interesting interview uh, with Stevens Keeper NPR because I don't know how set up it was. I think it was kind of right. in a bit like the Fox and Friends things where he used to call in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a kind of, I don't know if it was off the cuff or what, but NPR isn't his usual no. format. But Stevens Keep did kind of push back on the stuff that he was saying and, and asked him questions and he didn't like it. It didn't last very long. Excellent. Yeah, yeah and yeah. one of the things was when he was talking about election fraud was, well, here are some quotes from your own lawyers when they actually got to court because they were talking about fraud and you know going on and on about it and then when they actually got to the point of making motions in court and judges were like see if i want to hear this case essentially they were saying this is not a fraud case this is because because they couldn't allege fraud once they were actually in court because there was no evidence of fraud there was no evidence of it Uh, and trump's uh, argument for that was it was too early too early to talk about fraud in the in the cases they'd been trying to get into court for months about fraud, because it was um, a long time. Because yeah, it was a long time ago. But now we but found out then, all of the things. No but now, but now, <laughs> but now they found out all sorts of yeah. stuff. About what people, what people thought, what people felt, what people have found. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Now, now we've got all the evidence that Rudy's been talking about all this time. There will be so much evidence, and people will be. Um, unbelievably aghast at how much evidence we've got. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not it's not the number of evidence. We know that, 
It's not the, yeah, well, you see, yeah, but never mind the quality of them. Feel look, the width. Just look how many <laughs> there are. Just count them. Yeah. It's hundreds of cases. You know, that's got to be worth something. No, it's not worth anything. Not worth the paper it's written on. So, yeah. thanks to Kendall, you are now nice. on 42 out of 82. So, still oh. above 50%, but, yep. but going down. Nice work, Kendall. You bust. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Elvis once showed up to the White House high as a kite with a bunch of guns? Did you know that Eleanor Roosevelt once had a romantic relationship with a lesbian reporter? Hi, we're Stephanie. And Tux. From Beyond Reproach, a comedic history podcast where we talk about political scandals like how FDR's grandfather made the family fortune smuggling dope. And messy government officials like President Johnson, who named his dick Jumbo and would wave it around at people on Capitol Hill. Gross. (laughs) And we do it all while drinking period-appropriate historic cocktails, like JFK's favorite, the lime daiquiri we are not historians we're just a couple of drunks who never shut up and love history we hope you'll join us on beyond reproach for some big facts good laughs a little bit of swearing a lot of drinking and a real good time you can find beyond reproach wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts It's time for the part of the show that this week, at least, is called Ron DeSantis is not a logical fallacy. Oh, I wish that he were. I mean, he sure <laughs> does use a lot, though. And specifically, mm-hmm. he's been pushing a lot of straw men around the place. Right. Like, there's there's straw everywhere. Yeah. It is it's fucking insane. It's like... It's setting fire to them. <laughs> it's like when you get one of those giant lorries with lots of hay bales on the back down yeah. a motorway. And it's just, yeah. there's hay flying everywhere. Yeah, it's like it's like That's that. What it's like. In Florida, whatever he opens his mouth, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he just can't stop fighting against things that aren't happening or aren't real. Yeah, like critical race theory, for example. Yeah, is is one of the things that he's just. I mean, last month he mm. he tried to, or he said he was going to try and create a law that allowed parents to sue schools that are that they think are teaching critical race theory, which wow. must really worry the yeah. zero Florida schools that are teaching critical race theory. Well, yeah, but it, see, that doesn't account for Floridians yeah. that think they are. Exactly. So what you've got That's to do is make, you've got to make a law. So if these people are being a bit offended by what they imagine is going on, you know, that, there's a great uh, Australian stand-up who just says, yeah, so then be offended nothing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, no one dies if you feel offended. You know, Oh, I'm offended. Okay, be offended. That's fine. But that's, yeah. But if you make a law that if somebody registers some offence, then you've got, then you can sue the school that isn't doing the thing that you think they're doing, that we've all been party to, we've all dallied, in, unfortunately, <laughs> in those neighborhood whatsapp groups where you kind of go oh yeah that'd be good like during lockdown neighborhood whatsapp group oh that'd be handy we could find out when are they next going to collect the garbage you know is the store open are the schools open is yoga happening that kind of stuff but no it's full of people basically saying things like oh there are children over the road Jumping up and down and laughing. How do I put <laughs> a stop they? to that? Yeah. How do I put yeah. a stop to that? It's ruining my day. And then, then, of course, everybody piles in and going, 
why don't you just go over and talk to them? Or, shut the fuck up! <laughs> they're children, they're locked down, they're not at school, they're having fun. Just because you aren't, that's <laughs> you're, you're taking some offense. That's fundamentally what he's doing. He's weaponizing the Karens. He's weaponizing yeah. Karens. That's what he's doing. I've had a good few oh, arguments on my local next door group. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I can imagine. Is Charlie Kirk one <laughs> on your notes? <laughs> yeah. But you're absolutely right. It, it does open schools up to being uh, kind of sued and attacked uh, by people who think that any mention of race or any mention yep. that not everything in history has been entirely positive in the US. Yeah, <laughs> is, in, in terms is, of racial equality. Yeah, is somehow yeah, yeah. teaching CRT and... Because uh, yeah. nobody seems to... Well, Republicans don't seem to know mm. what it is. No. They just think that if anyone says, you know, occasionally people have been racist, sometimes they still are. Yeah. That somehow should be against the law basically it's the party that says that was saying fuck your feelings for four years and was complaining about safe spaces and snowflakes is now trying to make it against the law to make them feel uncomfortable exactly that whole thing about you know the 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 idea that it's bad to be woke you know the party that brings you (laughs) you know you're just suffering from wokery when actually Mm -hmm. what you're doing is going yeah couldn't we just be a bit nicer to one another. Yeah. Can we can we not just listen to this person's um, appeal that their rights are being uh, quashed as you know as a legitimate thought? You know, let's let's consider that in the in the grand scheme of things, rather than just go. Well, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> therefore, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Well, where is the where is the discomfort? Is, is it over here or is it with you? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's probably with you, isn't it? Yeah. So he's introduced this bill in Florida, right? Uh, well, actually, sen- Republican Senator Manny Diaz um, has sponsored this bill in, in right. Florida. It's kind of based on on a lot of what Ron DeSantis was was saying last month, and it's called Individual Freedom Bill because <laughs> they like irony. The Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they don't understand it. <laughs> no, they no. like it. Yeah. It's a bit like the people's the Democratic Republic of Congo, isn't it? With his, with yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only true about that bit about that is of, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bill, in part, says uh, an individual, by virtue of his race or sex, does not bear responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex, which is not a thing that anyone has anyone like a, a an educational institution has claimed is true. An individual should not be made to feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of his or her race. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, yeah. Fair agreed enough. that it shouldn't yeah. be based on on race, but yeah, the the idea that people shouldn't feel discomfort in education, that 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 no one should ever be confronted with ideas that that might make them think. Might make well, I'm not bit, sure how I feel about that. About one. that. Yeah. <laughs> like the idea that. One plus one is two. Uh-huh. Yeah, one yeah. times one is two. And mm. uh, yeah, I mean, mm. you do get things like happened in uh, Indianapolis recently uh, last year. Indiana State Senator um, Scott Baldwin, Republican, surprisingly, who yeah. made up a bill. He drafted a bill uh, to to stop. Um, well, he did. That's what you do, isn't it? That's what made it up. Yeah, made, yeah, yeah. You write it down. Yeah, um, SB one six seven in Indiana, which basically was to stop 
schools from from teaching critical race theory, which they right. don't do. But in presenting this, he said that uh, Marxism, Nazism, fascism, I have no problem with the education system providing instruction on the existence of those isms. Mm. I believe we've gone too far when we take a position. We need to be impartial. OK, so you can instruct you people can on the existence exist. of Nazism. <laughs> but don't... Don't take a view on it. Don't make any kind of judgment one way or the other. Don't say, yeah, here's Nazism. Could be bad. Could Uh be wrong. Yeah, could be be all right. You know, nice smart uniforms. Exterminated a lot of people. Yeah. He, I have to say, he has since walked back those statements. Okay. After after he received some criticism. (laughs) Right, yeah, um, <laughs> from everybody else, from from everyone who heard him say them. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's that's the thing. That's what people people are having trouble with, is that these bills are drafted in such a way that it makes it difficult to to have a stance, to have a political stance, yeah. or no, not even a political stance, just a moral stance moral start, yeah. on racism being bad and existing. Yeah. But it's also, but it's only in America. I suspect that racism in other places is seen to be bad, like the which we'll talk about later in our um, patron patrons only broadcast. <laughs> so there's um, uh, sign up. You can hear it. You know about people accusing the Ayatollah Khomeini Khomeini of wishing to the destruction of Israel. And you kind of go, yeah, okay, that's 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 kind of bad. That's bad. That's a bad thing. And yeah, we haven't. We're not. It is possible to say, yeah, this regime believes that, and that's not good. That's not a good thing. Surely, if the Republicans are based on the Christian Ten Commandments kind of, you know, they're they're God fearing people, aren't they? Generally, they're good. They're, they're Bible observers, or or at least they hold them upside down when they yeah. stand outside. Obser- not necessarily readers, but observers. No. Yeah, observers. They go. They, yeah. they look, look at, at the Bible. Bible. Yeah. Look at Bible. Yeah, look at Bible. I understand religious stuff exists. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know about that. Look at the stuff. Look at the stuff. Look at the Bible stuff, and you know, just the basic that that thou shalt not kill. You know, which is fairly high up there. You know that I said probably well known amongst those people. Is that does that not sit upon the, the possibility of making a judgment about the Nazi regime, mm. for instance, or the wish to destroy another country? Yeah, or you know, or to see the destruction of a certain race of people, and you kind of go, well, yeah, because that's that's kind of happens in other countries, and we don't like it. But what we're doing is, when you point it out to us, us brackets, white folks, it makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable. No, we feel a little bit uncomfortable about that. So what we're trying to do is blame you for making us feel that. White folks who don't accept that there is any form of imbalance in in, in history getting them to where they are now. Yes, yes. And and don't accept that there is no zero sum um yeah. equation when it comes to rights. Yeah. You know that that that, that there everyone there you can there's an infinite number of rights and you and if if more people want more rights you could just all move up one and make room for that. It doesn't mean you lose rights. 
it's actually what happens is that you extend to the people that don't have those rights the rights that you have yeah. as well. <laughs> you know, it's not like when women got the vote, men didn't stop being able to vote. It's just that the other half of the population uh, of but, humanity... But their vote was diluted by all the women, you see. Oh, okay. Their vote I held see. less... Less power. power. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I see what you mean. Because they might vote for women. For one I mean, thing. essentially, that's how the what, what the entire Electoral College is based on. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, yeah. Is the kind of the, the voting power of slave owners yep. in the southern states. So, yeah... Um, But DeSantis is not only focused on the non-existent teaching of critical race theory, he's also focused on on making the non-existent voting fraud stuff going on that that needs apparently a uh, a whole new system of policing um, to be put into place. Wow. Preferably one that answers to him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And are they going to name it after the, 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 the gap... In the in the existence of voting fraud, you know the the the, the void. Are they going to name it Space Force? <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to go, yeah, yeah. What are you in charge of? Well, we're in charge of this lack of evidence for voter fraud. Yeah, we're going to stamp out voter fraud where none exists. What he wants to name it is is right. the Office of Election Crimes and Security. Okay. And uh yeah, he wants uh 5.7 million dollars from uh the Florida legislature to to create this okay. this right. branch. <laughs> right. That's, which which that's will essentially more than the be space a, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. will be a kind of private police force essentially mm-hmm. who will have the power to uh, take over investigations from other law enforcement agencies, according right. to the proposed legislation, um, okay. and pro kind of proactively probe allegations of voter fraud in Florida, and uh, conduct proactive information gathering and investigations to identify and prevent potential election law violations or election irregularities. So, so remind me again: the the whose whose state is Florida? Uh, th- that would be Ron DeSantis. Oh, oh yeah. okay, yeah, right. He's, right. He's the current governor. Yeah, so so if if people, for instance, don't want to vote him in again, as you're entitled to do in a in a yeah, I mean, such as well, his the US. his his police force would mm. be able to uh, investigate yeah any allegations that there might have been fraud that meant that he didn't get in where that wherever those allegations come from, you know, uh-huh. from from the the lowest in the land to somewhere like the governor's office. Yeah, yeah. For instance, yeah, yeah. Right. and presumably, okay. given that they answer to him, uh, he he may have the right or ability to to require them not to investigate fraud yeah. in the other direction, perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, that might, if that existed know, at all, yeah. like in the villages where, yeah, where people where have been found to have voted, voted twice. twice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So he's. Racing around a boxing ring, knocking down straw men. But in the in the febrile atmosphere of the the who's going to be in charge of the Republican Party next, or uh, you know brackets who's going to get uh, endorsed by Trump to run in twenty twenty four? 
that's the kind of strong arm tactics oh, that yeah. Republicans love. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He is he is completely playing to the base. Yeah. All he needs to do is come out and say they're trying to cancel Christmas. We're going to have a police force that stops people talking about the possibility of not celebrating Christmas on the twenty fifth of December. It's that kind of it's that kind of populist stuff dressed up as there is this problem is he's wasn't it isn't it Groucho Marx quote that says politicians apply the wrong solution to a problem that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what he's doing. He's he's saying, Okay, there's this problem, massive problem that massively doesn't exist, so I'm going to invent this entirely outrageous thing to solve that problem and actually what it does is is have out of the public purse i can have my own private army yeah and like the the kind of rock that repels tigers when yeah. when it turns out there is no voter fraud or anyone teaching crt he can go see it works there you go works bloody works yeah yeah, yeah. that's all thanks to me yeah and and nobody can fault him for that because so just because if they did, it might make him feel a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and he can have that would be against the law. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. Shockingly, Joe Manchin's belief that there are ten Republicans with even the smallest level of integrity proved to be wrong again this week. With all 50 GOP senators voting against the John R. Lewis Freedom to Vote Act, which would guarantee online voter registration in every state, along with 15 days of early voting, a reduction in partisan gerrymandering and protection from harassment for local election officials. Republicans don't want all those things, of course, because if more people vote, they will lose. So they filibustered the vote. An attempt to amend the filibuster also failed, thanks to Senators Manchin and Cinema voting with all 50 Republicans for reasons that are beyond the understanding of anyone except themselves, but might just be money-related, who knows. Senator Ron Johnson gave an object lesson in what happens when you let anyone vote when he put a poll on his Twitter account asking if the filibuster should be destroyed with the options, yes, let the Dems win, and no, protect the Senate. Over 180,000 people voted, and 96% of them were in favour of letting the Dems win, apparently. I mean, with that ratio, you can understand why they want to suppress the vote. But according to Mitch McConnell, none of it really matters because voting rights are fine just as they are. Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. (laughs) Fucking hell, Mitch. You're saying the quiet part out loud again. (laughs) Take it with a grain of salt, but go do the research, okay? So this is a particular kind of salt or, or salts electrolytes, if you will, because the anti-COVID treatment we're hearing about from recent non-mask-wearing arrestee Christopher Keyes is, wouldn't you know it, yep, drink your own urine. The antidote that we've seen now, and we have tons and tons of research, and this may destroy my credibility, but God's given us all we need. We have peer-reviewed published papers on urine, Keyes insisted, acknowledging, however, that whilst this latest study has been around for nine months, it's all anecdotal evidence because it's hard to organise a random placebo trial. Really? It can't be due to lack of available material? Or is it that there are fewer volunteers because they're tired of swallowing all the bullshit previously peddled by Trump that Keyes taking the piss is just too much to stomach? Reassuringly, Dr Anthony Pizon, yes, really, chief of medical toxicology at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Centre, recommends not doing this. 
like many telling. Since humans excrete waste and toxins through urine, drinking it can expose one to the chemicals and drugs consumed previously. Keys does say that it'll work even for those who are vaccinated. Is it because you re-drink your vaccine? No need for a booster? Apparently, Keys has been doing it for 23 years and also drinks hydroxychloroquine. Well, you kind of need something that strong, Chris, to combat your breath. I wonder if his nickname is John. Honestly, I am just shocked that it's taken them this long to get around to deciding that drinking your piss works against COVID. I know. It's, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, number number one, Trump <laughs> doesn't... Trump's bad. The, the, the election was stolen for Trump. Number two, drink your own piss. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's right there, bubbling under. <laughs> yeah. For just over a year now, a certain group of people has been claiming that what happened last January 6th was not an insurrection. It's been called a normal tourist visit, a peaceful protest, and by Ted Cruz, definitely not a terrorist attack. Forgive me, Tucker, I don't know what I was saying. I'm just a slimy, pathetic worm. Thank you for correcting me. I won't do it again. Since the mob have started getting charged with trespassing and crimes of violence, some have suggested the lack of any insurrection-based charges proves it wasn't an insurrection, and anyone saying otherwise is a conspiracy theorist libtard. So, it's super fun that Oath Keeper leader Stuart Rhodes and ten others have now been charged with seditious conspiracy. Presumably, the aforementioned insurrection deniers will now admit they were wrong and avoid moving any goalposts. Rhodes, who looks like a fat white Nick Fury, allegedly worked with other members of the Oath Keepers militia group to transport weapons and ammo to DC in advance of the definitely spontaneous tourist visit, and planned with them over encrypted communication who would enter the building at which stage, including suggesting they stock up on ammo and prepare for a full-on war in the streets. I'm pretty sure we'll be covering this group in more detail in a future episode, because according to early reports, one of their plans to keep their communication secure was to write in cursive, which is one step away from saying, Ang hey, Ike may ens pay, and thinking you're totally getting away with it. It's <laughs> <laughs> on the ang pay. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. OK, so you're kicking back at the desk in the office and someone in a uniform comes in and asks you to leave now, some kind of emergency in the building. So Natch, you up and leave, concentrating on getting out of there fast. You might leave stuff behind and might not be able to get back in to retrieve it because of said emergency. So what do you do? Well, according to Congressman Jamie Raskin in an interview with Insider, of course, you simply ring up the White House on January 7th and ask if they're lost and found as the treasured MAGA hat, incriminating phone, bayonet or thunder flash that you left on Pelosi's desk yesterday. Dutifully, when asked for your name and address, you hand it over, giving it your excuse when asked about the small matter of trespassing and invading the Capitol by the police officers on the phone that the president invited you to be there. I'm assuming that the day's strategic brains were given out. All these insurrectioning terrorists were too busy trawling the 8chan boards or listening to Trump bleating on to turn up. Trump must, of course, be delighted to be so absent-mindedly incriminated by people not only dumb enough to leave shit behind, but dumber enough to ask the police to mail it back, presumably in the same jiffy bag as the arrest warrant. If Butthead were a Batman villain, he might look like Congressman Matt Gates, but he'd probably be less sleazy. I didn't read the comic books, but none of the Batman films involve sex trafficking of minors, so I'm going with Gates as the worst of those options. It's been a while since we've heard much about the big giant head's legal woes, but anyone who feels like claiming there's nothing to see here because he hasn't been charged with a crime might want to hold off on that argument for a bit. According to CBS, federal prosecutors granted immunity to Gates' ex-girlfriend in exchange for testimony in front of a grand jury, and we all know how much ex-girlfriends like to respectfully keep your deepest, darkest secrets. 
When you add that to the significant amount of assistance that Gates's friend Joel Greenberg apparently gave authorities to get his 33 charges knocked down to six, it's not looking super great for Gates. I'd suggest he get a lawyer, but he's way ahead of me, since last September it was reported that his legal team includes Mark Furnish, former lawyer of both former alive paedophile and sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein and former head of Nexium sex cult Keith Ranieri, who is currently serving 120 years for crimes including sex trafficking minors. Let's hope his lawyer's track record holds out. Not all bad news this week. New York State Attorney General Letitia James's office subpoenaed Trump last month, seeking a deposition as part of the ongoing civil investigation, which is focused on potential fraud related to the valuation of various properties in the Trump organization's portfolio. Don Jr. and Ivanka were subpoenaed earlier this month. It turns out that lying about the size of your assets, fellas, will eventually get you into trouble when the real size is revealed. In a motion from James's office filed on Tuesday, it says the valuations of Mr. Trump's triplex apartment in Trump Tower since at least 2012 were based on the assertion that the triplex apartment was 30,000 square feet in size, which was done to attain favourable tax rates and loans. However, the actual size of Mr. Trump's triplex apartment was 10,996 square feet, and documents confirming the fact were signed by Mr. Trump himself in 2012. The investigators note that the key thing here is this new information demonstrates that Trump and his family are personally implicated in this fraud. Hopefully the sound of us gleefully clapping our hands won't echo too much in Trump's massive apartment. You could be forgiven for thinking that the Supreme Court is too far gone for us to have any hope left that they'll make a rational decision this decade. After all, they just ruled against OSHA's ability to mandate vaccines in the workplace on the grounds that work isn't the only place you can catch COVID. So why bother protecting people while they're there? With that in mind, an 8-1 decision on whether Trump can assert executive privilege over hundreds of documents requested by the January 6th committee could just be one more very bad thing. But it's not. Yes, apart from Clarence Thomas, every Supreme Court justice appears to agree with the appeals court finding that former presidents don't get to decide what documents a sitting president is allowed to tell the National Archives to produce. As always, as low as that bar is set, it's just nice to know there's still a bar. In a rather food-based instalment of the decade-long Tory party psychodrama that is politics in Britain, Boris's addiction to drinks and finger food at parties-slash-work events prompted a so-called pork pie putsch led by the Melton Mowbray MP involving the 2019 intake MPs discussing how to give him the chop. In order to save his bacon, Operation Red Meat was launched to appease the gammons on the backbenches by throwing the Navy at immigration, the BBC under the bus, along with any amount of as-yet-unnamed junior ministers in whom he hitherto had pride and full confidence at the Sucre's findings, as well as the entire populace, yes, that's all of us, by doing away with every single Covid restriction currently in force. Some cheering could be heard from the gravy train on the back benches amongst the hacking coughs and airborne droplets. Far be it from me to suggest he is putting his own self-preservation ahead of any actual health advice, but he is putting self-preservation ahead, above and beyond anything else that might protect, benefit or nourish anyone other than himself. Meanwhile, one of that blue wall intake of the 2019 election defected to the Labour Party. 
Boris blustered that Bury South turned Tory in 2019 for the first time in generations under this Prime Minister. Not true. And it took Starmer actually pointing to the actual MPs, actually sat behind him, to remind him that actually Bury South is now a Labour seat under the same Prime Minister. The Scottish Tory party leader was described as a weakling for calling for Boris to resign and the Scottish National Party leader, Ian Blackford, summed it all up by describing Operation Save Big Dog as Operation Dog's Dinner. And finally, Tory MP and former Brexit minister David Davis quoted Cromwell and Boris's own Churchill biography when telling Boris in a packed house of commons, you have sat too long here for any good you have been doing. In the name of God, go. God was unavailable for comment. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get the podcasts. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump. Just like our newest patrons, Stefan Weisner, our strawman-level patrons, Stephen Bickle, Schmoots, Mark Reiki and Amber R. Buchanan, and our true Scotsman-level patrons, Kaz Tui, thanks for the plagiatic Kaz, Andrew Hauk, Max Beaver, and our top patron, Lauren. Thanks very much, everybody. Your support is really deeply appreciated. Thank you. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Trump. All music is by the outburst and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right, go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. David Davis quoted Cromwell. Quoted, quoted Cromwell. David Davis quoted Tory, <laughs> Tory MP. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.